Praise God. Let's get into some, uh, some Bible verses, praise God, and look at some scriptures that will help us to lay hold of what has been laid hold of for us. Let's lay hold of what's been given to us in Christ. And the reason we look at some Bible first is because it stirs us to grab a hold of what's here. Okay? How many know any given Sunday you could have uh, God's Spirit moving in, in any given church, but not necessarily every person who's in that building lays hold of what God was doing in that place? Okay, I'm quite certain, even this morning when we had service, that some people laid hold of what God was doing here more than others. All right, I don't know about you, but I want to be one of the ones who gets something. <laughs> I want to be one of the people who doesn't just sit there like a bump on a log and say, Ooh, wasn't that nice? <laughs> wasn't that interesting the way they got all excited and everything and, and just kind of not do anything? I mean, there's probably a football game on. You could watch that instead if you're not going to get anything here. You come, you might as well get something. All right, and now I'm, I'm just here to be a facilitator. You know, to be a, a vessel, one vessel that God can use to help you to get it. Help you get what God's going to do and what God wants you to have. Amen. I am not the source of anything. I'm not the source of healing by any means. Just a, just a pipe. Amen. And the Spirit of God's here. The angels are in the house here. And they're involved in healing ministry. Praise the Lord. And God's going to do some good things and already has begun. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, uh, let's look at a couple things in the Word. I want you to look over with me to Matthew chapter 8, okay? Matthew chapter 8 and uh, verse 5. Matthew 8, verse 5. It says, Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, wow, that's a bummer. <laughs> you know, you know, I knew a guy one time, and he had the exact same thing. It was horrible. He, it could, he couldn't do anything. In fact, when people had to wait on him, it was, he was just in constant pain, and it was, it was a real hassle for him. And, and, and not only him, it troubled everybody else. And, you know, he couldn't do the things like other people did, and, and uh, it was just a really big problem. I feel really bad for your situation. Man, I mean, how do you even deal with that? How do you put up with that? Well, I just tell you what, if you'll just hold on to God's unchanging hand, everything will be okay. Is that what your Bible said? <laughs> if, if, if you'll just hold on, because you know, God works in mysterious ways, and, uh, and you know, me being Jesus, and I work in mysterious ways too, and so you never know what I'm going to do. Is that what Jesus said? He said, well, you know what? I'm going to go home and pray about this one for a few days, because after all, I mean, uh, I mean, paralyzed wow that's a big one i mean if he just had a cold or something uh you know i might be able to get that done but paralysis wow is that what jesus said <laughs> it's interesting it didn't phase jesus at all and notice what else he didn't do 
He didn't start talking about the problem. He didn't become problem-centered. All of a sudden start going on and, and have to hear, well, what else? Okay, how does this affect him? You know, a lot of times people want to give you the too, too much information. When I say too much information, it's because the information is all focused around what's wrong. And they talk a whole long time about what's wrong and sometimes have been talking about it for months and years. And what they've done is they've reinforced what's wrong in their heart. It's become established not only in their physical body, but in their heart. And when something's in your body and in your heart, it's a little more work to get it done, get, and take, get it taken care of. And that's why what we need to do is uh, not be in denial of a problem, but state the problem and then Im immediately move on to the answer, okay? Don't dwell on all the problems for, for so long, okay? Listen, here's what we don't want to do. We don't want to make preparation in our heart for the, the infirmity or the problem to stay. And a lot of times people begin to imagine their life with this condition or if it's terminal you know they start to think of uh, themselves as dying and and basically making preparation for that thing to have victory over them if we want to have victory in our physical body and receive the healing power of God we need to stir our hearts and make preparation to live and to live without and I understand how some in the uh, who pe people who work in the medical field and working with people that they want in one sense to bring people to reality because if someone has a quote incurable condition whether it's fatal or, or just life altering that they want for that own person's sanity I guess they want them to accept it and to learn to live with it and they're not evil for, for wanting that but the fact is they're dealing with a, a realm that there are limitations in they're dealing with we don't have a cure for this we don't have an answer so your best thing is to prepare to live the rest of your life with this or if you have a certain number of days think about what you're gonna do for the next six months and they're basically preparing you to be subject to that sickness to that problem but if we want to have mastery over the sickness and over the problem we must not prepare to fail okay I'm not preparing for the worst I'm not getting ready well just in case I don't get it with God and if I commit to his word and what he has promised there is no just in case it is one way or no way I am going to have this from God period and I'm not even going to entertain a thought that says something otherwise that's the attitude that is going to lay hold of God's victory for them. Okay? Don't let yourself uh, daydream about the problem. Don't let yourself, basically, another word for that is worry about what life's going to be while that problem remains. Quickly, state the problem, identify with what it is, but now let's get into a whole new reality. It's not just a physical reality of how much our medical profession knows. Thank God for what they do know. But God knows more. Thank God for what they can do. But God can do more. And this is where we need to step over into the miracle realm. Step over into the supernatural power and access healing. But it starts right up here. With us saying, nope, not going to live with this. 
from the very moment it first comes on, from the very moment maybe it's an accident, maybe it's a diagnosed condition, the first time you find out about it, let your first response be, No! I'm not saying you necessarily have to say that to the doctor or someone like that, but when soon as you get alone, you say, No! No! Not going to have this. Not going to allow this to stay in me. I'm not going to permit this to be uh, in effect in my life. And that is the beginning where that thing all of a sudden, it had a grip on you and uh, it lost its grip already. Because your decision in this matter is critical. If those who lose the battle are those who see the problem as bigger than themselves. And as having some type of right to be there. Some see it as punishment, which it's not. It's not punishment. God's not punishing people with a sickness. Okay, but if someone sees it that way, then they say, well, this thing really has, they think really it has a right to be in my body. Okay, but here's what we need to understand. No, it doesn't. All right, and we are not going to permit things to stay. Glory to God. Now, where were we? Thank you. Jesus said unto him. I will come and heal him. What will he do? I will come and heal him. How did he know? I mean, that's kind of, what goal, Jesus? I mean, how do you know you're going to get, how do you know the guy's really going to get healed? He stated, he knew the problem, so there's no need discussing that anymore. Let's get on to the solution. What's the solution? He said, I'm going to come and get him. I'm going to come and heal him. That's just basically what I'm going to do. He stated what he was going to do before he did it, which started the process already. What do you mean it started the process? In him, it was his faith. So how did Jesus know that he could do this? Well, Jesus knew who he was. He was the Christ, which means the anointed one. He knew he had the goods. He had the equipment to get the task done. He's the anointed one. But how many know we are... Christians and how many know we have the goods to get it done we could make the exact same statement someone came over to your house and said man I got this problem my 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 wife is all laid up she's sick and she's got all kinds of stuff you could say oh I'll come over and heal her now people don't have the audacity sometimes and the boldness to make such a statement but I'm telling you you could Okay? And when you say, what do you mean, we're going to heal? Well, it's the healing power of God flowing through you. We're not saying we're the source of it. In reality, same thing was true about Jesus. He wasn't healing him in his inherent power as God. He was a man anointed by the Spirit. And so God, the Father, flowed through him. He was anointed. If he was just operating as the Word, huh, the second member of the Godhead, he would not need to be anointed. But he was operating as a man, so he had an anointing. And you know if you've got an anointing that you can get something done with it. Right. See, the, the problem is, is people don't treat spiritual things as real as they do natural things. They give more credence to uh, even a physical pain than they do the power that removes that pain. They have more confidence and faith in the ability of a, of a virus or a disease that they can't see than they do in the power of God that they can't see. And we need to just flip this around. 
and believe that God's power, God's spirit in us and through us and on us and flowing out of us is more powerful than cancer. Is more powerful than all forms of cancer, all forms of, uh, of problems and diseases and viruses and germs and, and anything else. It's way more powerful. I tell you what, it's not even close. I remember hearing a story, or I maybe I read this, but years ago about a man who, a missionary who was in, in Africa. I think, it was, I think his name was Lake, John G. Lake. And, uh, and he had such a revelation if I recall this correctly, of the life of God, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And uh, there was a plague going on there during that time. If some of you have read history, you may know this, uh, this story. Uh, it was the blue bonnet. Am I saying that right? Anyone who knows that plague? And it was killing people right and left. And he had such confidence in the life of God in him that he had them uh, either put the, uh, uh, something that had the virus in it directly on him or they put it on a microscope slide yeah put it on his hand and then put his hand under the microscope right yeah and and they looked at it and they could see the virus and it died sitting on him now if you didn't know about the life of god that was suicidal because you don't mess with a plague that's killing everybody because physically you're subject to that but when you have the life of god and you and you know it all of a sudden things like that become minuscule it's nothing because I mean, it's, it's not that disease against that man. It's that disease against the life of God in that man. It's really that disease against God. And so we're going to have a showdown here tonight, aren't we? Whatever's wrong with you against God. <laughs> oh, glory to God. I want to watch this one. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> In the left corner, we got cancer, weighing in and killing millions of people, whatever. You can name any disease, but in the right corner, we've got Almighty God, maker of heaven and earth. He is the author and finisher of our faith. Come on, He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and He has defeated death, hell, and the grave, and He lives in you. Think this is going to be a fight? I think God's going to walk into the middle of the ring. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. And isn't that what we're coming up against? Aren't we we putting and say, God, here we go. It's you against the problem. Wow. This is the easiest thing I've ever done. Wow. (laughs) This is the easiest thing we've ever done. God against a stupid little terminal disease. (laughs) Everybody smile real big. Say, ha, ha, ha. (laughs) This is an easy one. Anyway, and Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. That's easy to say when you know who you are and what you've got. And when you know who you are, you belong to him. You've been bought with a price and God put his spirit on you, put his spirit in you. It created you with his very life these things become so much easier ah it's not even a contest the centurion answered and said lord i am not worthy that you should come under my roof but only speak a word and my servants will be healed what should you do speak a word 
and my servant will be healed. He said, for I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. That's easy, isn't it? Man, there's no wrestle here. There's no fight. There's just, man, I'm in charge. I am the boss of you. (laughs) And so go. And they move. Come over here. And they come over. Go do this. They go do it. And he knew this is the exact way it was going to be when Jesus said to the paralysis, go. Leave. That just like that. It was just as easy as those who were subject to him in the military that he would just tell them, go do this. And just like that, they would go do it. And just when we talk to disease and sickness and problems, go do this. And he does it. How hard is that? But what happens if it didn't do it? What happens if the soldier didn't obey him? I mean, no, there's a a whole army (laughs) on his side. There's the whole power of the military that would back him because of his position and I want to tell you there's a whole kingdom that backs you and that backs me because of our place and our standing with God when you speak God backs you up when Jesus heard it he marveled now I don't know about you that's pretty impressive to be able to get Jesus to marvel he's sitting back home wow check this guy out There's really only two situations where Jesus marveled. This was one. The other one was was at the Jews' unbelief in Mark 6. Two things that get Jesus to go, wow, that's amazing, is when people have severe unbelief (laughs) and when people have extreme faith and confidence. But it's interesting what what, what happened here. Uh, He he said... uh, Verse 10, when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found so much, such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from the east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. Now, that's not the kingdom of heaven, just so you don't get on a tangent there. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Verse 13, then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done to you, and his servant was healed that same hour. Amen. This centurion here knew that sickness was subject to Jesus, and it would have to obey him. And this is where his great faith was demonstrated. He knew that just as his soldiers obeyed him, that sickness or paralysis in this situation, this dreadfully tormented man and his condition, that condition was subject to Jesus' word. That all Jesus had to do was command it to change, command it to leave, and it would listen to him. And understanding of authority and rank and position gives a person great faith in the eyes of God and gets paralysis healed. Amen. Anybody in here tonight have paralysis in your body? You need healed of paralysis. You have a a prime example here if that's the case. 
And if anyone has anything less than that, well, that even becomes easier. But understanding authority will help a person be healed of paralysis. Now go to uh, Matthew chapter 10, just real close. And verse 1 says, And when he had called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. This word here that's translated power, it's interesting. When he gave them power, it means, there's a lot of different words that describe this. If you look it up, the Greek word exousia talks about privilege. I give you privilege over these things. It talks about uh, force, capacity, competency. It even uses the word mastery. I've given you mastery over sickness and over disease. It, it, it uses words like magistrate and superhuman. I make you superhuman so you can deal with all kinds of sickness and disease. Someone said, well, I'm only human. Not with God on you, you're not. Not with God in you, you're not only human. You've just become superhuman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know about that. Start knowing it. It'll change the way you think and approach every circumstance and situation in life. Every problem that attacks you when you know you are superhuman. <laughs> Come on now. It also uses the word potent. It uses the word delegated influence. What did he give them? Delegated influence. Uh, it's been, this word is also translated authority, jurisdiction, power, Translate what power right here translated right what is he saying I give you the right I give you mastery over I give you a position and a place where you now outrank sickness and disease you will approach them and just like the centurion's servants were subject to him when you approach sickness and disease it is now subject to you that means that when you speak it has to listen. You are authorized and set above. Sometimes feel, people feel like, man, this thing's just overwhelming me, and I, have, I, have, I feel like I have no power over it. In Christ, you have tremendous power over it. You outrank it. You are in a position above it. When you speak, don't ever speak up to it. You speak down to it and see it as such. When you speak... It listens and does what you say. Okay. Now, let me tell you this as a side note. This only works for people who know it works. That's just the way the, the kingdom principles are. It doesn't work just because a parrot says it. You get a parrot to say in the name of Jesus, it's not going to have any power. Right? But when you know what is contained in the words and the position that you hold with God in His kingdom, that you outrank curse. You outrank things that destroy the human life. Then, when you speak, there's some weight behind it. There's some authority behind it. Amen. I mean, just like, uh, you know, 
if someone if you, you were to go into a bank and you bring your squirt gun and you say stick them up how many know they're not going to do what you say people are going to look at you and laugh and say why no why would we do that but if you go in there with a real gun loaded gun and you say stick them up you're going to see some hands go in the air why it's because of what you have you know you have it and when you know what you have they know what you have and if you know that you can do damage with it they know that you can okay it's all a matter of what you're equipped with and the believer has been greatly equipped okay and so when looking at this verse again how many kinds of sickness and disease all kinds is there any exception to all if you do a Greek study and you get into the original language do you think you would be able to find an exception to all no all means all in both languages okay medical doctors like we said earlier can help you with some kinds of disease some kinds of sickness and they can help you some of the time but I want you to know that the power of God that's been given unto us takes care of all kinds of sickness all the time there are no exceptions you hear what we're saying here we're talking a hundred percent we're not talking Jesus said I'll come and you know do my give him give it my best shot maybe he'll get healed we're not talking God's in one corner disease is in the other corner and unless that disease just you know sneaks in gets an uppercut uh, no no chance whatsoever it's like the ant coming to fight you come on put them up <laughs> I mean no uh, there's no possible way it is absolutely impossible for that ant to knock you down and take you out without thinking you just go and it's over and when we see the power of God versus the work of darkness like that you don't need a lesson on faith <laughs> well is my faith strong enough look at the little thing look at that puny little problem come on faith is built into this equation this is the easiest thing in the world come on now talking to me about a, a little thyroid problem we're talking about the power of God talking to me about a, a sore throat we're talking about the power of God we're talking about Almighty God here this is not a competition if you wanted to see a good game go somewhere else this is not going to be a good game <laughs> it's it oh that's easy because if you like a close score you know a little fight <laughs> this is not the place to find it God against the devil remember the scripture that said that Jesus cast out spirits with the finger of God <laughs> with this finger Boop. that's how we need to see this not just because I'm trying to stir you up about it this is reality this is fact Jack come on this is this the way things are let's align our thinking with true reality and not be muddled down with oh it's a big problem wow I know people who died of this they didn't have God in their corner I guess I'm not saying they weren't saved. I'm saying they didn't know how big God was, and they made this thing a fight, and it wasn't. 
Luke chapter 10. Let me give you a few things here, and then we'll, we'll minister to more, some more to those who need healing in their bodies tonight. Luke chapter 10 and verse 9. Instead of, jumping, instead of reading all, all this, we'll just read some of this. This is, a, this is a different account of the same situation. Of course, he sent, he sent these guys out. Well, this wasn't the 12, but this was the 70. He sent them out, uh, first part of the chapter there, to go minister. And uh, in verse 8, no, verse 9, he said, when they come into a place, he said, heal the sick there. That's pretty straightforward. He didn't say, try to get them healed. See if you can get a few people healed. It'll help with advertising. He just said, just go in there and heal the sick. That's, this is so matter of fact. This is so, you know, listen, I've authorized you. I've given you mastery over these things. So when you go there, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go in there and get all the sick people healed. Okay. He said, and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. Well, that's interesting. Healing and the kingdom. When someone gets healed, the kingdom of God is near them. I guess he wanted them not to be confused and uh, misunderstand like many do today. Well, was that a good thing or a bad thing? Is that sickness good or bad? Is that healing good or was that a counterfeit healing? Was that the devil that healed them? Heal them and tell them, that's God. This is the kingdom of God that has come near you. And since, you know, the vast majority of us, I imagine, have invited the kingdom of God. We've received Jesus. What comes with that? Healing is a part of the kingdom of God. Get them all healed and then tell them about the kingdom of God. Let's skip down in this a little bit to verse 16. He said, he who hears you, hears me. And he who rejects you rejects me, and he who rejects me rejects him who sent me. This is a powerful truth that we won't go into real deep right now. But if he said that to them, listen, we know this. We can look at Matthew 28 and Mark 16, and we know that what Jesus authorized his 12 to do, which was Judas was in that too, by the way. <laughs> Uh, and he authorized the 70 to do that when we come to the end of these chapters he authorized the entire church to do he authorized whoever would believe he gave them the authority of his name and said you go lay hands on the sick and they will recover you cast out demons what he gave to them, he gave to us, and it's even greater in us because we are now born of him. We are now the anointed ones on the earth, his representatives, and he has authorized us and given us mastery over disease and over sickness. God is in your corner. Come on now. And he's given us power to do these things. And so, and so here, he who hears you hears me. So the disciples went out and the 70 went out. Uh, they, they, they go out there and they start preaching. And the Lord Jesus says, when you're talking, I'm talking. Because you're coming with my message. It's just like I'm there. If they don't receive you, they're not receiving me. If they're not receiving me, they're not receiving him who sent me. 
But here's what we need to understand about delegated authority again. Is that we could say that even tonight. I know this for certain. The Lord has spoken through me already. God has given me a message to share tonight. And someone could say this. That this is not to point any, uh, you know, anything at me and say, who you're great. Not that way at all. Again, just a pipe. Pipe's not glamorous. <laughs> Many times it's underground. <laughs> uh, but we could say, if you receive the words that I've spoken unto you, you have received the Lord. And if, you, uh, and if we understand that, then God has spoken to us already tonight. And let us know how powerful He is. And how just, just with an ounce of His mighty power, sickness and problems can be eradicated in a moment's time. Just with a very spoken word. We speak to problems and we outrank and we have authority over. And God is behind all this that we're doing. We receive that. Guess what? We just receive the Lord. We just received the healer, the author of life, and the author of our salvation. Come on. The captain of our salvation, as the scripture says, has worked, done a work in us. Look, look at the 19th verse. Uh, he said, Behold, I give you the authority to trample, that's the same Greek word, trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you Hallelujah. glory to God now when we know he's talking about serpents and scorpions we know if we, we can study that there is protection from natural things and and uh, uh, serpents and so forth and God has given us protection from wild animals if you want to look at verses and all those kind of things but really what the focus here is not just the literal serpents and scorpions running on the ground uh, but he's talking about the power of the enemy just like he said there he's given us authority given us power over all the power of the enemy and nothing will be able to hurt us that is the stance that we take and we say, no, I will not accept this in my life. I will not accept this problem, this pain, this diagnosis that says I'm going down. I don't receive it. I have been given authority over all this stuff. I have been authorized by the Lord Jesus himself. And I outrank the devil. I outrank demons. I outrank every problem that they can bring into my life. And I am not going permit to permit it to remain in my body any longer. Praise God. Praise God. And so in their day, they were amazed at this when Jesus came around talking like this. He began to speak and he began to cast out devils and, uh, and people were set free and the people were amazed. They said, wow, who is this? What is this doctrine? What is this that even demons are subject to him? They obey him. And Jesus set that up as the standard, the example for how we are to live, how we are to operate in this life. He gave us uh, that same power. He authorized us to do the same things so that even demons are subject to us. Subject to us. And not every person who has a sickness necessarily has a, a, the presence of a demon, but it really doesn't matter. There's a demon there, it leaves. If it's just a sickness, which Satan is the author of sickness and disease anyway, it leaves. Why? Because Almighty God said it was so. Because God has placed us higher. We now outrank. We have been authorized. We have been authorized to stand against and to overcome all the works of the enemy.
Amen. 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 Father, we thank you tonight for the healing virtue of God, the power of God that sets us free, that you've, been, you've given us to deliver us from all captivity. I thank you that you are on our side and you do abide. The greater one is in us and, and, and with you and us together. Uh, who can stand against us? What can stand against us? Against us? For we see all sickness and all disease as weak, as minuscule, as powerless, as impotent in our presence. And now through your name and through the authority delegated to us, we take mastery over every disease, over every sickness, over every pain that, that, that remains here in bodies of people present. We take authority over them, command them to leave, to depart and to desist from this moment in Jesus' mighty name. Praise God. Praise God. Those who need uh, uh, healing right now, if it hasn't already.